Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, what's going on, man? Not much. What's happening? Not much. Dahlia, how's it going? What's going on? Getting over the flu. Uh, well, thank you for Finally, joining us. Finally, like day, I think it's like day five. Yeah, I was sick last now. week too. Aaron, what about you? Have you been sick yeah, in recently? I was, yeah, I got sick during the holidays for uh, sure. I am always just so tired of it. It's so just that time tired of, of it, know. you know? Well, thank yeah. you guys for joining us. We got lots of things going on. Real quick, the garage prize closet is still open for uh, your choice of either The Long Strange Trip, Untold Story, The Grateful Dead Blu-ray, Led Zeppelin's How the West Was Won 3D, uh, 3-CD set, or Pink Floyd The Early Years Blu-ray DVD-CD combo. All you got to do to enter to win that prize is text the word GARAGE, G-A-R-A-G-E, to 68683 for this week's giveaway. Good luck. Uh, not too many albums out this week. I uh, got some new stuff from Jacob Banks, Randy Hauser, Rob Baird, Soil Work. We also have a new episode of the Garage Rock Show tomorrow, uh, 1660 AM, 105.7 FM. You can also stream it anywhere, anytime, 1057thebear.com. New music off the Rock and Alternative Specialty Charts. We'll be playing lots of cool new tracks, so make sure you guys t- tune in for that. So What I'm surprised to not see is Philip Glass's 12th Symphony. Is that... that- so maybe that's he did that as a single release and not a full on CD or full release. It's it's a, it's going it's a new release and I thought it would be airing maybe on Saturday. I mean and he does this whole tribute to David Bowie. Oh wow. Um so I thought that was awesome. I'm surprised I didn't see it on there. He's not in the rock charts. He's more in the... Um, well, this is a general just billboard charts. This is um, just the releases on the billboard charts. So maybe it's coming out next week or the week after, and maybe NPR or uh, one of those stations has kind of early yeah, B- access to BPR it. Yeah, BPR definitely, uh, Valley Public Radio. If you don't donate and you listen to the show, donate to the show, um, listen to it. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, Philip Glass, he's awesome. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Um, a lot of the music that you've heard in, in film and all of uh, documentaries, uh, you'll hear his music there. Yep. So look it up. Yeah. Check it cool. out. Excited for that. So Symphony Number no. Twelve. All right. So kicking off this week's headlines for rock news, uh, we got lots of big festivals being announced. Bonnaroo announcing their huge lineup. For this year's lineup, guys, here it is. Check it out. What do you think? Anything kind of standing out uh, right off the bat? How does it look? It looks pretty decent to me. I, I think they got kind of a full full run in the gamut here. Um, yeah, this looks cool. This Fish looks way. Gambino and this lineup looks way better than Coachella. That's what a lot of people are saying. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Fish, Childish Gambino, Ariel Grime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Hozier on there. Post Malone. Post Malone. That'll be a good Saturday Lumineers, show. Lumineers. Um, Walk the Moon. Lonely Island. That's uh, Adam Sandberg from uh, Saturday Night Live and his comedy group. Yeah. You know? Uh, he does all the parody songs, Dick in a Box and all that shit. I was just saw that little Dickies up there. 
Yeah. Where, but it, <laughs> this is, where is Bonner? Bonner is in Tennessee, isn't Tennessee, it? Tennessee, yeah. Uh, June 13th through the 15th. Wow, Fish is or doing 16th. two sets. Yeah, they're closing I, it out and opening it up. They'll do something like crazy and fun for their shows, I'm right? sure they will. And a lot of people are saying it's kind of back to form for Bonnaroo, uh, having Fish there and a lot of the other uh, kind of, you know, it was all about jam bands back in the day, and it's kind of grown, grown into more of a mainstream festival as we see Post Malone, Gucci Mane, uh, you know, all those guys on here as well as the old school uh, people, and they're sticking to their roots. They have, you know, John Prine. Uh, on there and some uh, very you know blue grassy bands like Trample by Turtles really cool oh, band they're an awesome band uh, they're on there so that's pretty cool um, lots of really cool If you, uh, what I like about Bonnaroo is they always have really good Deaf Heavens on there if you look on the wow, undercard par- yeah. Parquet Courts this is a strong if I would be able to handle the humidity in Tennessee then I would totally go to we this gotta show we gotta go one of these years we, I gotta, know. Ju- we gotta just suck it up if, and go on out to Tennessee and check this but out. But it's in June in Tennessee. I know. So we, we're we in our 30s now. We can't hang. Maybe when we get older and we have some money saved up and we can do a hotel instead of having to camp there because it'll be rough camping there. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely not be it's able to It's pretty hang gnarly, there. I imagine. You guys be the old people walking around with mosquito net hats. Yep. <laughs> we're we're going to be the smart folks while everyone else is burning up. All right, Dolly, you might like this lineup, too. This has also been announced. Governor's Ball. So check this out. Here's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't have my glasses on, so if you can help a sister out, that'd be great. Oh, the Strokes. I saw that. Yeah, so Sunday's got the Strokes with They Nas. always play the Governor's Ball, though. Well, yeah, this is their first time, I guess, uh, doing it in about uh, four or five years. Mm. So um, they're on there. Tyler, the creator, Lil Wayne, Florence and the Machine, Major Lazer. Um, definitely a more New York vibe on this one in terms of just not a lot of rock bands there. But the Strokes, that's pretty strong, uh, closing it out on Sunday. This one also kicks off June. Uh, it's m- May 31st through June 2nd in New York at Randall's Island. So... Check that one out. Lots of festival lineups coming out. Uh, Tool news. Good news uh, for Tool fans is Mayor James Keenan has supposedly completed his vocals for Tool's new album. He tweeted out, um, update final vocals tracked months ago, then US-UK Euro run with a perfect circle. Our track, long process of mixing now, uh, and to troll the band's Facebook page with wine, wine posts. And he says, quote, while you were whining, I was working. Uh, kind of a, a jab to the fans that were like, where's this new album and is it really coming out? And he's like, yeah, I've been working this whole time. Shut the hell up kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Classic Maynard stuff, right? Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Looks like new Tool album is coming out. So relax, people. Uh, coming out sometime this year. And speaking of new music coming out this year, Robert Plant teasing a new Honey Drippers project. Here's a picture. Check it out. Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin and uh, Sheik's Nile Rogers, great guitar player, session musician. He was on the original uh, Honey Drippers album. Honey Drippers was a side project that Robert Plant had right after Led Zeppelin. And it was his first kind of side project where he did like old soul classics and stuff. He had a lot of guest artists on there like Jeff Beck. He actually had Jimmy Page on there. They did a lot of old remakes of Roy Roy Brown classics and Phil Phillips. And so apparently he's going to be doing something else along those lines. So. There's some picture of them in the studio. So new stuff on the way from Robert Plant. Uh, and uh, Led Zeppelin earning huge in the digital world as they've made their catalog um, digital. Check it out. 
The top earner is Stairway to Heaven with look at how much money they got. What is that? Uh, two two point nine million dollars off Stairway to Heaven alone in twenty eighteen in terms of just people downloading it, right? Crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, so anyway, some also new music coming out in twenty nineteen from Ryan Adams. Very cool. Uh, the last time he did three albums in one year was in two thousand five, and apparently he's going to do it again. He says he's going to release three new albums over the course of the next twelve months. Uh, and so pretty cool. So new music on the way from Ryan Adams this year. Uh, sounds cool. And check this out. Corey Taylor from Slipknot, lead singer, wanted to ma- wants to make a dark jazz album. He says he was quoted uh, by this radio station, asked him whether he would ever, ever consider crossing over to country music. And he said, quote, absolutely not. It's not to say I wouldn't write stuff like that. My interest would be more singer-songwriter kind of vibe, like Squeeze or something like that, or... I've actually been thinking about yeah. doing something like this, putting together a quartet or a quintet and doing a jazz album, like a dark jazz album, recording it in a live room. He said, it wouldn't sell shit. It would just really be for my own personal collection. I love jazz. A lot of people don't realize that. I listen to a lot of 40s and 50s jazz. And there's this haunting stuff that Billie Holiday would do, the older stuff that Charlie Parker would do when he was really fucked up. That would be the stuff that I would be closer to. End quote. So that's exciting. I, th- I think that we sounds- love jazz. Well, so. yeah. And I think it's cool. You know, people are always like, oh, he's a metal guy. He can't do stuff like that. I think it's cool that he's trying to branch out and maybe do something that he's interested in. Well, you know? and I think, too, um, before I started playing jazz music, I was not a fan of jazz music until I started playing well, it reading the music and being able clarify, to clarify you did it. you did play in a band you played for a school band right yeah so yeah, you learned was, how to read music you were mm-hmm. like kind of classically trained yeah yeah definitely and that's where i learned my appreciation for jazz okay. music right as a basis it just be it's, it's the scales so are so different if you were just like casually it's listening. not just you know i'm just gonna play g c and d over and over again it's just it's everywhere it's kind of um it's kind of like you get a jazz band vibe but it all comes together sure it's all a cohesive vibe kind of like if you're a grateful dead fan if you listen to their music they're all over the place but it's all cohesive right so i guess jazz is more of a musician's that's what they've always said is kind of jazz is the musician's music musicians, or whatever. Yeah. And and it it's takes a musical ear or be in a band to kind of appreciate it because as a casual music listener, you wouldn't be like, yeah, oh, hey, this is cool. I'll listen to this because it's just almost too much and you're just like, what the hell's going on? You yeah, know? it can be overwhelming. I don't know, Aaron, as a, you know, I don't mean to drag you into it. I know <laughs> maybe you don't listen to a lot of jazz, but as just a casual person... How would you, like, you know, do you like throwing it on every now and then? Or how do you approach jazz if you were just, you know, as a casual listener? I mean, it's definitely cool to listen to when I hear it. I don't really have much of it or or seek out to listen to right. much of it. But when I do, I usually get in a little jazzy vibe, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And yeah. I remember that, like, uh, I don't know what the what they call it, but it's just like that dirty jazz, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Just I don't and know you, if that's what this dark jazz is, or I don't know. I've no, I don't know what the term really means. Dark yeah, jazz. That, I, I mean that's probably along what, the lines of what he's talking about here. Like, yeah, I'm just picturing people going off on horns and shit, and you know. And when you hear it live, in a way, yep, right? yep, yep. Yeah. And when you hear it live, it really makes 
Yeah, when you see it for live. the whole ambiance. Oh yeah. Of like, uh, what I'm definitely interested. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It makes you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. And you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So. Thank you, crow milk. Awesome. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, check it out. Lots of new music on the horizon. There's a new video that's out that... Believe it or not, it's Axl Rose's first new music in over 10 years. And everybody was thinking, oh, man, yeah, this is going to be good, right? Like, oh, uh, first new music from Axl Rose in over 10 years. Wow, okay. This is going to be a big deal. Well, it turns out that it's for a children's cartoon. Mm. And it has to do... Bugs Bunny. Yeah, there's Bugs Bunny and shit. It's the new Looney Tunes show. That's coming in 2019 on the Boomerang channel. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. Yeah. Here's here's uh, we're looking at uh, Bugs, you what, this, Bugs Bunny. This is probably Porky. way better than what we would have thought <laughs> <laughs> if it was just a normal Axl Rose album. That's mm. right, right. Called yeah. Rock the Rock, and they're shooting good. off the rock rock beams and blowing away the asteroids. Bugs Bunny's in there jamming out on the guitar. Porky, oh, Pig. Porky Pig, I think he's on the bass there. Some kind of little weasel on the drums. A goat with a tambourine. Damn, this is like a new school Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah like. it is. That's what they're promoting is the new Looney Tunes season in 2019. See, it says the the new Looney Tunes season one, volume one. Hey, what was that? I can actually, like, imagine children, like, Hmm. enjoying this. Yeah. What was that thing playing the drums? Was that a rat? Was that? It was like a little weasel rat looking thing. I hope that's not the new Speedy Gonzalez. I know, I was thinking <laughs> the be. same thing. Because I just Porky Pig definitely didn't look like himself. No, it, a giant, <laughs> yeah, it looked kind of a rip off, huh? Like a yeah. rip off Porky Pig. It's probably yeah. a licensing <laughs> thing. Yeah. Bugs Bunny was the only. Oh, and the Road Runner, I think, are the only ones that looked the same. I didn't see the Road Runner, but even. Um, yeah, he was jamming out on something. Oh, okay. I think he was wonder in the percussion how much, section or something. I wonder how much <laughs> licensing costs for each to have each character in a video, and for how many times. Like how much? How much would you charge for if we just had Wiley e. Coyote playing drums? I know that would that. Yeah, I, I would prefer Wiley e. Coyote on drums. Well, he's too much. What about Marvin the Martian? Yeah, hmm. let's start getting the budget ones in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, here's a survey that people may not agree with, but they crunched the numbers and determined 
that Shinedown was the hardest rock, uh, hardest touring rock band of 2018, and that's due to the numbers of how many shows that these bands traveled, or excuse me, how many shows they played and how many miles they traveled to play these shows. So for the metal alternative world, Shinedown was one, number one with 136 shows in 2018 and 47,000 miles traveled. P.O.D. at number two with 105 shows. Bullet for My Valentine, 101 shows. Uh, asking Alexandria Stone Sour, like 99, 96 shows. So what do you think of that? Just looking at that, like, put it in perspective. Judas Priest, they're a really old band. They came in at number nine with 86 shows uh, of the year and yeah, 38,000 well, miles traveled. Them two toured together the whole year, right? Right. Uh, Def Leppard and Judas Priest. Yep. And, well, uh, Def Leppard, Judas Priest, Marilyn Manson also yeah. was on some kind of bill with a lot of people as well. And Shinedown, I, I know. These people I didn't even know were touring at all. Puddle of mud. Come on, guys. <laughs> they and, played uh, 89 P-O-D. shows. P-O-D. Yeah. P-O-D. And traveled 41,000 miles, and we still didn't hear about them. I know, right? <laughs> wow. A lot of these must be on the East Coast, I'm thinking, you know, yeah. and Midwest. Or um, I would say uh, overseas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the rock indie folk alternative, uh, Escape the Fate was at number one with 131 shows and 81,000 miles traveled. So that must include, you know, going to Europe as well. So a lot of these bands probably, you know, had some uh, big shows. Uh, Interesting. Is that an Australian band? I think, or uh, English. Definitely English, probably. (laughs) Wombat. Uh, All right, so check it out. The official vinyl album charts are out in the UK, and the Ar- Arctic Monkeys are at number one. Uh, also, the number two album, kind of weird, is the motion picture soundtrack for The Greatest Showman, that one with um, Hugh Jackman, where he played the guy for Ringling, Barnum & Bailey. You know, The Greatest Showman, they did that one where it was like he was the... Um, I wonder if Philip Glass did that. I'm not sure. I don't know who it's, did the soundtrack. It's the best-selling vinyl albums. It's yeah. I love for the entire year. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac rumors at number three. Isn't wow, that crazy? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, these old, you know, Queen greatest hits, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, still at number five. Uh, George Ezra, Nirvana, Oasis, David Bowie, Amy Winehouse, all top ten. Wait a minute, Guardians of the Galaxy, awesome mix too. <laughs> Original soundtrack. Yeah, people are buying that shit. Mm. Awesome Mix 1, and then there's Awesome Mix 2 is like two under. (laughs) (laughs) So Mix 1 must be uh, a better mix. I think for me, like when I'm watching films, I I love the music. Yeah. The the compass. Yes. That's what makes makes a film for me. I don't know. Maybe not for everyone. What what caught your eye, Aaron? I was like, I thought I saw something with uh, Liam Gallagher or something. Was that on another one? Yeah, he's down there. Liam Gallagher, yeah, As You Were. That was his such, solo album. Yeah, yeah. That's such a UK thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, that would that wouldn't be a big seller over here at all. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the UK. Shit about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tom York is going to be skipping Radiohead's induction in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's actually going to be busy, apparently, with the Paris Philharmonic Orchestra doing a piece he wrote for uh, that's going to be premiering on April 7th. So, that is awesome. So, yeah, he's going to be doing that, and he won't be in New York uh, on March 29th for the recording of uh, Radiohead's induction in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, so he, it sounds like a lot of these musicians are getting into, like, uh, composing and yeah. orchestra. And, and I think a lot of them, you know, we always... That is awesome. We always take them at surface 
value or face value, or whatever. I mean, uh, that they're just a rock star or whatever, like that they're just doing their thing in their band. But that, I think that a lot of these guys, like all of us, have a lot deeper kind of musical Deep appreciation, rooted. yeah, and stuff. And they they're in a position to actually explore it financially and put their own money into making it happen. So more props to them for doing that kind of thing. You know, I'll tell I you know what the Axl Rose Looney Tunes. That's a good move. <laughs> yeah, that's smart as hell, man. You can't, you can't. Didn't uh, hear you know. any orchestra there, but and it wasn't a bad agreed. track. <laughs> it wasn't a bad track, though. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's do this on this day in music history trivia, guys. Uh, what do you think? On this day in 1992, this artist becomes the first international artist to perform in Johannesburg, South Africa, since the lifting of the UN boycott. Was it A. David Bowie, B. Paul Simon? Or C. Roger Waters. I'm gonna go get a beer and let you guys discuss. Get you one, two, Aaron. I think I'm. I what think do you think? Who was it? I think it's Paul Simon B. Mm. Paul Simon, why? Why do you think? Uh, I feel like somehow I remember seeing this, but I could be completely bullshitting myself. No, yeah, I was thinking Paul Simon, too. Like, his name totally came on the radar for me. Roger Waters didn't come on the radar for me, like, but I like I, I'm seen, always wrong on these. I'm like going to go seen, with... like, some type of video footage of this, but I, I could Dolly, be thinking of something guess? else. I don't know. Are you sticking with Paul Simon, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm All going right. with David Bowie. David okay. Bowie. Uh, any reason why? Um... Well... He's a traveler of the world. He's an international spokesperson. All these guys are ambassadors. They are. They all care about public uh, causes. I don't know. So David Bowie? Yeah, I don't know. And I might only be thinking David Bowie Bowie because he's like on my mind right now. I just watched a documentary of David Bowie's talking about the Philip Glass thing that's happening. So maybe that's just on my mind and it's clouding what is really uh, what the real answer is but you know what it's sticking out to me I'm just gonna stick with it okay sounds good uh, David Bowie there from Dahlia Paul Simon are you going with your boy from Roger Aaron. Waters Chris uh, I know the answer already oh. it's, it's no fun for me oh it's more fun for you guys and everybody listening so let's see who it is drum roll please can you tell by the picture it's Paul yeah, Simon it's Paul Simon yep Paul Simon. Great job, Aaron. <laughs> Woo. Here's the Woo-hoo. deal. Uh, Paul Simon had violated the UN ban by traveling to South Africa years earlier to find musicians for his Graceland album that actually played on it. And so he went back to Graceland, or excuse me, South Africa after the album was released and played their first concert there. Just seemed like a Paul Simon move to me. Yeah. And uh, shit, I wouldn't be surprised if he brought Chevy Chase with him. <laughs> <laughs> right. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. 
He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Uh, did you hear about this, Aaron? Real quick on Sports Minute this week, the NBA will be broadcasting a betting-friendly version of one of their games coming up. Uh, between the Washington Wizards and the Milwaukee Bucks, if you tune in on NBC Sports Washington Plus, you'll be able to watch an alternate betting-friendly version of the game that will air in addition to the traditional broadcast. It will feature a contest that's free to play that will show questions at the bottom of the screen throughout the game, such as, will Trevor Ariza score 10 points in the first half? And viewers will be able to play on the network's website for a $500 prize. Additionally, gambling information like odds, point spreads, and will be on the right side of the screen. So a Supreme you, Court... You have to buy in, though? No, it's free. It's free to play. Yeah, yeah, I like it then. A Supreme, I like it, too. <laughs> a Supreme Court ruling last year allowed states to legalize sports betting, which some states have already done. So Washington, D.C. has allowed this legislation... So this is the first year that it's finally going through. Hey, so I, I, I think that makes sports a lot more fun, right? Well, I what mean, it instantly, instantly is going to do is bring a lot more viewers to that channel at yeah. that particular time, right? Imagine being in it's a like bar, we right? Play this, and it's like well, free trivia, and yeah, you get to play, play this, along. We play this HQ game every day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I must have played hundreds of times. I won one. I got lucky enough to win one time. I, I won a dollar, dollar fifty or something. You know. Yep. But. It gave me that. It's tight. Trivia is, I think a lot of people like trivia. I, I, and I enjoy that they're making it interactive. And it's free. Yeah, and it's you just watch like it. You get to be part of it, Yeah, too. it makes it a lot more entertaining to watch. I'd probably tune into a lot more sports games, honestly, if, oh, it, yeah. if it did that more often, you know? I, I like that kind of shit. Uh, all right, so movie, TV, and entertainment news. As uh, Bohemian Rhapsody wins big. At the Golden Globes so far, they won Best Drama and Best Actor. Um, the Best Drama went to Bohemian Rhapsody. Best Musical or Comedy went to Green Book. I don't see how it went to that. That's really... I've never seen it, but I don't think it's really a comedy, you know. It's kind of... Have you guys heard a lot about that? No. It's about this um, Viggo Morgan, Mortensen. He plays a um, kind of this... Um, New York hard guy, bouncer guy, and he takes this black musician around, and he's his bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see that. That's and there's like all this, like yeah, this like old racist stuff, and even Vigo Mortensen said the n word in a press conference one time. There was like some problems with that, and it just all, you know, I don't know what it is, but me, I just want to say that a lot of these old timey like things, movies where they stoke these racist things and they put them out there. I just don't really think it's necessary, and I don't like how all these movies get touted as these amazing movies Kinda when like, it shows uh, like a really horrible time in our society you know where this black this? man was like persecuted all the time, and it's just like they make oh it's the best movie of the year, but it's like you're just like uh, pimping that or making money off of other people's plight, and I don't think that's like a like a very noble thing to do, huh? you know? Yeah, in a way. And even though the latest one that we saw, the Clint Eastwood one, the mule, he still had a lot of racist uh, kind of funny jokes that he was trying to throw in there, you know, with the Mexican guys and all that. And I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm just kind of getting over that kind of... We don't like it. 
that kind of humor like or uh, approach to it's movie not making. Ex- it's not accepted in the Garage Rock studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, moving on, let's move on. Best Actor in a Drama went to Rami Malek for his uh, role there, of course, in um, the great biopic there, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, it was it was pretty good Golden Globes. You guys can check out all the info. I'm not going to go through it. But um, check out the guy who's playing Elton John here in the new biopic for Elton John. It's called Rocket Man. This guy's name is Dexter, or excuse me, Taron Egerton. And uh, he's going to play Elton John. What do you guys think? Does he look like Elton John? Mm. Kind of? Not really? No. 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 I don't know what Elton John looked like (laughs) as a young man. No? I think he kind of looks like him. I'm going to say I give him a 7 out of 10 on this one. Not not very... uh, Exactly I'll like him. I'll have to see his performance. I'm sure Elton John had a. We'll watch the trailer. The we'll watch the trailer after this. Remind okay. me, and we'll watch the trailer right. for Rocket Man. You guys Fair can enough. check it out. People are going to be comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody a lot. They're saying that it's going to be on that kind of level of. I liked Bohemian. Yeah, Rhapsody. me too. I thought Rami Malek did a one of my top five movies job. of 2018 for sure. That was a really good. Well done, Mr. Movie. Robot is coming back. Yeah, yep, oh, Mr. Robot yeah. is coming back. Hell yeah, he's, a, he's killing it, man. He, there's another. Yeah, good for him, man. There's another movie that he's coming out with soon. That's uh, with that that other actor that played Jackson, uh, Sons of Anarchy. And it's oh a yeah, of the prison. Oh, prison. Yeah, movie. we watched the preview for that. Pa- Remember, I think it's called Papillon. Papillon. Yeah, Papillon. It's a, a re- good, remake man. of that classic film uh, with Rami Malek and what's his name. I think it's Charlie Hunting or something like Charlie, that. Charlie, yeah, Hunting, hun- hun- uh, Cunningham or something. Yeah, Hunting, Huntington, Hunting, something, something like, like that. that. Anyway, uh, other movie entertainment news. Check this out. Look at Metallica frontman uh, James Hetfield <laughs> making his acting debut in a new Netflix series. Uh, with, look at Zac Efron is playing serial killer Ted Bundy wow. in this new series that's going to be called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And it's premiering at the Sundance Film Festival in January of this year. The rumors are that it will be coming to Netflix later in the year, but it may be released um, as a movie, just a regular theatrical release. No, no word yet. Hmm. So James Hetfield is playing Officer Bob Hayward, hmm. a no-nonsense no Utah Highway Patrol veteran who was the first law enforcement officer to arrest Ted Bundy in 1975. After pulling the killer over and discovering burglary tools in his car, but suspecting much worse. So, there you go. Mm. First time James Hetfield's doing a dramatic role. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Alright, sad local news to report. And I wanted to give this a, as a heads up for a lot of people, you know, as they go camping and all that stuff this summer. Not to freak anyone out, but to just be aware. A man was charged in a killing at a California campground and other shootings. This guy is a 42-year-old man. Um, His name, where's his name? Anthony Rauda. He targeted campers and drivers in and near the popular state park of Malibu State Creek Park in Southern California, including the fatal attack on a 35-year-old Tristan Baudet, who was shot in the head while in a tent with his two- and four-year-old daughters. The girls weren't hurt. Rauda was arrested in October in a ravine near the park carrying a rifle in his backpack, as police were looking for an armed burglar. He went to prison in 2006 for a bunch of other shit and returned in 2014 for being a felon with a loaded gun. 
uh, he was actually like kind of camping out this little campground and just targeting people as they would come in there and just killing them randomly. So, how many people did he get? Uh, I think two. Uh, and uh, it was the father who was camping with his two daughters and eight other people. Oh, excuse eight? me. Jeez. Yeah. Over a series of shootings over two years. So they've connected it with him, you know, yeah. that this guy's been responsible for this. So just be aware, folks, you know, not to freak anyone out. But if you're going for your campgrounds, uh, especially if you got kids and stuff, just, you know, try and be aware and be. Uh, you can't even camp anymore, you know? I know. It sucks. Um, and speaking of camp, California's Camp Wildfire was the costliest natural disaster in 2018. In the entire world, guys, they crunched the numbers. This German insurance company, Munich Re, they crunched the numbers. The wildfire in Northern California that killed 86 people, it cost $16.5 billion in losses. All of the businesses were burned down. No one could even go to any, there's no jobs. All the businesses were burned. $12.5 of that 16.5 were insured. So that means that some people are going to get some their money back, but a lot of them aren't. That's not the one that PG&E has taken responsibility yes. for lately, is it? Oh, it yes. is. That's the paradise that's one deal, that right? broke out in paradise. It was the world's costliest natural disaster. And that's uh, and and what I've read in the articles now is that PG&E is going to make us pay higher for electricity to recoup the losses of their fault, their problem. So I don't know if that's true, but everybody goes solar if it is, if you can. I know, right? Need to boycott PG&E. Have you guys heard of those? We we you Dolly, you've heard of escape rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron, have yeah. you heard of those things, escape yeah. rooms? Yeah, not interested. Well, this may not interest you even further, as five girls were killed in an escape room in Poland. That's what I'm talking about. The designer escape of an escape room, room... fire. Yeah, well, here's the deal. The man has been charged with intentionally creating a fire danger as part of the thing. You know, like, oh, this is on fire and you need to escape like or something. Like a lamp or something? Yeah, and like the, an the girls died from um, inhaling carbon dioxide. Uh, there was... The, the heating system of the place was faulty. There was no emergency evacuation route. The fire had broken out next to the lock, locked room the girls were playing. Died from breathing in carbon monoxide. Excuse me. Uh, escape rooms have been growing popularity around the world, and especially in Poland, as they have in the U.S. So, uh, I, wonder, I wonder when the first couple started dropping, if the other one still thought it was a joke. Like, stop playing. <laughs> stop. stop. I know, playing. right? Isn't that scary? That's so crazy, man. Yeah, when you're... I would tell like any if I go well we're we're in California so the laws are so much more strict with building structures and all of that it's not Poland well, but um, if I were in, a, in an escape room with one of you guys and I dropped I'm not joking <laughs> I'm not yeah. in character just for future reference okay Shoot, Oakland had that big fire <laughs> just break a open a wall ago, and remember? get me out. Oh yeah, Oakland fire. It was like it was a, a, a flop ago. house. Oh, uh, the uh, flop trap house. So no, well, it was no, it was it was like it was a, a trap house. No, they had was... like DJs. It was like a venue, like a hippie house, and it was this Oakland uh, warehouse that <laughs> they'd have an artist collective. It was like I an artist collective, was... and they had all these wires running everywhere, and it caught on fire. And these people were up in this area. It was like a loft where they had this DJ area. And there was no fire oh, escape. Oh, where the, the floor came? Yeah, well, down? and then the fire came out, though, too, and there was no exit. Like, the floor, the stairway broke, and they couldn't get down or whatever. It was crazy. But anyway. 
Yar. You hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious. It's krillicious. Yar. Uh, all right. Uh, other news from around the world and kind of local. As Disneyland raising the prices ahead of the new Star Wars attraction. Shit, if it, if it wasn't high enough already. I know. <laughs> Look at Here's the artist's oh rendering goodness, of the new Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Did people really Can you think... imagine how much it would cost, though, to... Here's there's the rendering and here's look at here's a real picture of it. Look at no, that's the that's the floor plan of it. That's uh, an undeveloped site. Yeah, but I mean, this is where they're at currently in the project. Wow. Uh, so they they've got a ways to go. It's like a city. Where do they keep getting the space to add more shit? They're I in know. Of town, aren't they? Yeah, but I mean, it looks like it's like look at those buildings. They look like the kind of buildings in Hollywood where they have movie sets. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe it's connected to that. But they're just starting to buy out everything. Mm, yeah, they've they got the have. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's gonna I've be. I've never huge. been to Disneyland. No. No. Well, we gotta go when, Can especially we? when this really? is done. I've never been to Disneyland, no. The rumor yeah. is is that uh, they're also going to have the, the Star Wars cantina from the movie, you know, and they're going to serve alcohol for the first time in Disneyland at the Star Wars cantina. It just doesn't seem I like... I um, random aliens there. I know, too. right? I heard there's supposed to be a live band that's dressed up like the aliens from... If I were younger, <laughs> that'd be like a desirable attraction, but I'm like in my 30s now, so I'm like... I hear about the lines and oh, not being crazy. able to... You're spending all that money and you're not yeah. really getting to see what you want to see. And it's going to get worse, too. I mean, if, you know... Yeah, if somebody to, wants to close down the park and let me do a private showing with my friends, like I'd be totally down with that. something to experience as a kid. Yeah. So, it sucks. I'm sorry you missed that. Oh, no <laughs> in problem. childhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it never, you know, it's never too late, so... Yeah. All right. Check it out. Lifestyle, guys. I thought this was an interesting story. I want to get your opinion on this. Venmo um, has led people to actually getting paid for tasks, favors on social media. So here's the do. Uh, here's the deal. It kind of started out as a joke. It was like a, a thing. People were like saying on a meme, Venmo me and I'll do whatever, you know, like random shit. Venmo me 20 bucks and I'll comment my condolences on your ex's Instagram pic with their new significant other. Or oh, Venmo me and I'll endorse your skills on LinkedIn. But it turned out that actually people really actually paid for this. So here's some examples. Uh, Kiani Jury of Hawaii tweeted, quote, Venmo me 20 bucks and I'll comment you <laughs> on an enemy selfie. $10 to message your man and see if he's cheating. 
$5 for some feet pics. Well, she got four requests from strangers oh, to message their boyfriends, see if they were cheating, three for her feet, and two asking for her comment you. She carried them out and was paid for all of that. So it's interesting. What do you guys think of people being paid like through this way to like, hey, text, text this guy and see if he's going to respond if he's a cheater or uh, a comment uh, something nasty on this person's photo that I don't like. And people are being paid to be trolls. Yeah, look, look out, folks. Oh, I mean, isn't this Look kind of Look out, men, because women don't really cheat. Oh, men well. are men Come are on, men are more usually susceptible to like a sure a beautiful woman that's texting them, and some of the, that they I even hear about may women know. Cheating all the time. Women cheat quite a bit, though, and they're a lot more sneakier. They're sneakier. I don't think so. Uh, okay, all right, babe. I don't buy it. All right. Well, this is happening, you know. So people are getting paid either way. So be careful, whether you're a man or a woman. Uh, don't don't. Uh, just be aware. Uh, people are getting paid to figure you out. Okay, so what do you guys think about kids being posted on social media all the time? Like, this mom was slammed recently for refusing to stop writing about her daughter uh, despite her own protests. So she would always have this blog, this mom, Chicago mom. She would always post photos of her daughter and stuff that was going on in her life, you know, like, oh, little... Little Catherine went to school today and got bullied, and here's a photo of her crying, and, you know, and, man, I don't know what to do, right? What do you guys think? And so imagine as a kid growing up, and you're like, wait a minute, she, the kid found out that all these photos were online of her, like this her whole life story, basically, you know, that her mom was documenting all these different things that were happening in this kid's life, taking photos of the kid, posting it online. And then the kid finds out and wants him, wants her to take it down. Like, I'm embarrassed. This is embarrassing. And the mom says no. So what do you guys think about that kind of scenario? Mm. Yeah, I can't stand that shit. People that post. Yeah, me too. That's I, why I'm not on social media, first of all. It's because I, I just, it's a joke to me. I can't, all these pictures of people just, and their fake ass good lives. Like, everything they do is the best ever. Here's my kid. Nonstop. Here's what I ate for fucking lunch. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> right? I don't want to see that shit. I don't care. It makes me laugh. I don't know. I I'm guess that's why I'm not on it. I guess for me, like I have a. What very, about kids, though? The kids. I have a very as an adult taking pictures of a kid who it doesn't have a choice. Well, I have a very small social media group. It's just my family and friends. Okay. So I enjoy, you know, being able to see them. The kids. When I'm You're talking about, we're talking about the kids here. Yeah, my okay. nieces and my nephews and thirty th- pictures a day are like weekly update. Um, like, it's just random. Just yeah, random. every few months a holiday pic or a birthday party. Yeah, or something, but yeah. What's like, going on with my niece and nephew? Like, like, like I enjoy it. It makes me happy to see them when Timmy I'm not just able woke to up, see them. Here he is. Now he's going to school. Boom. Yeah. There oh, he is. yeah. She would Lunch. take a picture of him. Like, oh, Timmy's feeling sick this morning. You know. Or then the next day would be like, Timmy got a scrape on his knee. Yeah, the next day know. would be like, yeah, oh, Timmy got a new bike. The next day would be, Timmy doesn't want to eat his cereal. The next day, you know, blah, blah, blah. It would just go on and on and on. Yeah. What about that? Do you want to see that? <laughs> I don't really see that on my social media page. I know, but I'm asking so. theoretically here, uh, if you did see that. Yeah. How would you feel about it? Like that's too much information. Is or it no. one of my relatives? Yes. Yeah, say let's say it's one of your cousins if that it's has one a of kid. My relative. Yeah, I want to be in they the They literally know. post something every day about the kid. I women, like being in yeah, the Yeah, you know, women want to see that. 
I want to be in the know. Do I need to send? Do, do, do you know? Do I need to you know call you? Do I what if visit? the kid do I... doesn't want to be on social media? Like, well, imagine if you were going through some stuff. We all like we all did when we were teenagers, and imagine your mom kind of documenting it. Like, mm. oh, Chris tried to um, we'll say uh, some kids. Chris can... tried to smoke a cigarette today in the bathroom. Oh yeah, that would like okay. Me. One of the things that happened to me, like you know, as I, I'll share it with everyone. I tried to smoke a cigarette in the bathroom like a total dumbass. Like when I was in sixth grade, you know, I don't know why I didn't just go outside. Where'd you even get a cigarette? <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. I got it from uh, you got my it from grandpa, Marvin, didn't you? my grandpa or my uncle, one of the two. I tried to smoke the fucking cigarette in the bathroom like a total idiot, right? Like imagine my mom recording that and putting that on social media for everyone to remember for all eternity like oh remember when chris got busted for smoking that cigarette are these things like archived like people yes yeah right yes it's a blog like people can go up and look at the whole thing say say the mom's account is open for anybody it is it is okay so now now dudes school friends right and that's how they figure it out got on your mom's social media saw his Picture. Saw you crying the other day because that no one be came to your birthday. That could be almost a form of bullying. Exactly. Yeah, right? So that's what so. people are saying. So is your opinion changed a little bit now, or what do you think? Oh, yeah. Like, well, if you're, like, posting people's mistakes in life. Yeah, and um, a lot of people do. You don't really want to expose somebody. That's something you want to speak about in private. So how does a kid have that private. have the right, though, to tell his parents? Especially parent. when, a, when you're in a teenager and you're going through all the hormonal changes and you're so sensitive. I agree. Uh, How does a kid have rights, though, in this situation is my point. How can he tell his parent to take these photos down as a 13, 14-year-old kid? Well, I don't know. I don't. We don't have children. <laughs> I, well, that's the debate. That's why we're asking. So we're and, and injecting if I were the to thought try to, into our listeners. For me, like, if, like back in the 80s and it's 90s when I was a teenager, if I were to try to have that conversation with my parents, I'd be like, you know, you know kick rocks. You want to eat? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. All right, check it out. Do you think... Okay, we're moving on to the last topic of the night here, and it's all about pizza. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Okay. Yep. Do you think you will have more pizza in two 12-inch pizzas? Oh, I did. I read this. Or oh, one 18-inch pizza? Dahlia? Well, two 12 is 24-inch pizza. Right? Sounds obvious, huh? Sounds obvious, like it would be bigger, right? So two 12-inch right? mm-hmm. pizzas... I, can I do math on a circumference? Yeah. Here's the... They've done it for you. There is a study now that they say actually one 18-inch pizza actually has more surface area than two 12-inch pizzas. It's probably a math question that we did back in geometry. In fact, you get 28 more square inches of pizza if you order an 18-inch pizza, which is 254 square inches, compared to ordering two 12-inch pizzas which is 226 square inches. Well, don't you have to, like, multiply the radius by the circumference to that's come how they, up with the square footage? That's how they came up with it, that the square inches is, is is smaller by almost 20 inches on um, two, two 12 inches. I have to freshen up on all those math, old yeah, school math equations. Yeah, it's been a while. So you get 33% more crust compared to one 18-inch pizza on the 12-inch pies. You get way more crust. Think about that, too, right? You're getting a lot more mm-hmm. crust with two separate smaller pizzas compared to one bigger one that has the crust on the outside. So what's 9 times 18? So anybody have a calculator? That's uh, 72 and 90, so 162. Okay, 162. So what's 6 times 12? Uh, 72. Times 2? 
144. And so 9 times 18 was? 162. So there's your math. You take the radius and you multiply it by yeah, the so circumference. It's, it's more for the 18-inch. You get 162 compared to 144 so for the 24 and 74 yeah. is 140-something. And, and then, then you double that, and that's what you get right there. It's 254 and 226. something So, well. There you go. So that's how you should order your pizza. Equation, folks. I just I I cracked the code. I remembered. Well, bigger pizza instead of the two smaller ones. So that's the moral of the story. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com